October 2017, and this is Insight Out, the naked truth <laughs> coming to you live from the Santa Cruz Mountains of California. We're broadcasting from Lupin Lodge, though, where clothing is optional. But the truth is always naked. I'm Errol Strider. And I am Rochelle Alicia Strider, the woman who laughs at him all the time. Thank God for that. <laughs> Boy, that's juicy. And we welcome you once again to our home at Lupin Lodge. Our show is sponsored by Go Raw. Natural foods, nutritious and delicious. You can get Go Raw at Safeway, Trader Joe's, the organic section of Costco, and you can go to goraw.com and find out about those amazing products. And we welcome you to our home at Lupin Lodge. We invited you over tonight, as we've done so many times before, for some conversation about the human condition with all its eccentricities, and, of course, what to make of it, sprinkled with laughter, good music, and the many voices of Errol Strider. Oh, sure, this is there. This is Father O'Malley. Open to talk to you tonight. Hey, Father, this is great. I was hoping you were going to be here because I need to ask you something about that uh, confession thing that you're doing. Ooh. Hello, this is the rabbi confessing. Hey, confessing. I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about confessing. Thank you, guys. Ooh, I can feel your energy is good tonight. Let's see what happens. <laughs> It's all about confessing. This could be a very juicy show. <laughs> Have you ever had an insight or a new way to look at something that was so poignant and profound that it was, well, juicy? Mm. Rochelle and I are practically swimming in insights that we just slurp up. <laughs> we have to keep towels nearby to soak up the juice that spills out. Or share it with someone like you. And that's why the featured phrase for this week's program is, that's juicy. Mm. Something achieves juicy status when it just knocks your socks off, at the risk of mixing metaphors, when it is intriguing, dynamic, satisfying, surprising, substantive, or even scandalous, or improper. Mm. <laughs> like, have you heard a juicy bit of gossip lately? That's easy to solve. Tune in to CNN. <laughs> As I age and my body is losing water, and down from 90 to 60 percent, supposedly, I need all the juice I can get. <laughs> And I get it by tuning in to the lugubrious flow of vibrant perspectives forever cascading down the stream of evolution. <laughs> Here's a juicy one for you as a sample. It's never too late to show up in the now. <laughs> so try it, like, now. Isn't that juicy? A great laugh is filled with juiciness as well as a loving embrace, a moment of forgiveness, or any kind of orgasmic delight. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's juicy. juicy. Mm. <laughs> yep, life is meant to be juicy. So gather up some fruits of the spirit, put them in our consciousness, blend them, and drink. Drink away. Mm, that is so juicy. Oh, that was juicy. I loved it. <laughs> I'm getting off on what you wrote. That's really nice. I wrote, that's juicy. That's juicy, my steak. When it's medium rare, it's top crunchy from the grill, mm. oozing the juices that make it juicy. Okay. Turkey, chicken, duck deserves a that's juicy when it is cooked to perfection. And that pear that runs down your mouth, that's juicy. Mm. And an idea that fills you with joy, that's 
so juicy. Spending the kind of time with a friend that has uninterrupted connection and quiet. That's juicy. Looking at the faces of my infant sons suckling for nourishment, <gasps> that was so juicy. Not being able to write enough thoughts on that's juicy, as juicy. <laughs> that was juicy. <laughs> There's so many things in life that are juicy. They've... I think of them the awesome things, the awesomeness. That's always juicy. And I have to thank a very good friend of ours, Taya. Mm -hmm. Taya is the one who used to say that's juicy all the time when you um, surprised her with something delightful. And that was always juicy. So thank you, Taya, for inspiring tonight's phrase, wherever you are. And I want to say happy birthday to Lorian even though she's probably not listening to the show because she's vacationing in Mexico and not thinking about anything other than being in Mexico. But I want her to know that I said happy birthday to her. But don't drink the water, Lorian. <laughs> Errol. See, don't drink the water. <laughs> what? Terrible. Oh, Here, my I, God. I got a juicy one. Hmm? Uh, I don't care how old or decrepit you get, you can always laugh at yourself. Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> and there's, and the older and more decrepit we get, it, the trade-off is that there's more to laugh about because the com the juxtaposition between the vital, agile, moving, robust, physical person and someone who's lost much of that is such a sharp difference that you could either get depressed, and that's very tempting. Or but not juicy. Not juicy. No. But you can laugh at it. That is juicy. Afterwards. Afterwards. <laughs> I mean, afterwards. Well, when you're in the middle of depression, it's pretty hard oh, to laugh. Right, right. Well, that's when you want to get out and start laughing no matter what. <laughs> you can say, oh, look at me. I'm in depression. And then you can laugh. <laughs> it's funny. When you're in depression, it, that somehow doesn't... Lends itself to laughter. No, it's like you're like, it's really dark in there. Oh, it sure is. If you've ever been, had a depression moment, it's it's like you wrap yourself in the cocoon of darkness, except instead of it being a cocoon that leads to a butterfly, it feels like a cocoon that's going in the other direction. Oh, you just come out of a worm. That's right. <laughs> Sub-caterpillar. <laughs> and you feel, you feel wormy. And mm -hmm. when you feel wormy, it's it's not really juicy. It's wormy. Well, get off it. Get off it. <laughs> At least for tonight. <laughs> oh. Yes, I think I think there's something. I want to find as many juicy moments in a day as possible, and I sometimes get wrapped up in in people's stuff, and I forget the juicy moments. And there are people that I'm with a lot that. No matter what's happening, you know, the, if they're having the downer uh, and I'm up, then we can turn it into juicy. If I'm having the downer and they're up, we can turn it into juicy. But two people having downers at the same time is hard to get mm, juicy. Very, very dry. <laughs> and if two of you can be up at the same time, now that is really juicy. <laughs> if I could enter here, it's Father O'Malley. Oh, it isn't right there. Oh, that's juicy what you're saying. I love it when you get in this juice and get it all over you and, and juice up. And uh, and people that come to me, you know, you're talking about the confession there. But would you say, want to know something about that, Barney? Yeah, Father, yeah, what, is, is, is it get juicy in here? Well, I wouldn't say it's exactly juicy there, boy. But the blessing that is forthcoming and the relief that people feel when they imagine that they've been forgiven. Uh, now, that's juicy. People... Uh, people like that. And of course, you know, they'll be back next week, but they at least have the opportunity here to suck up some of that juice, that forgiveness juice. Otherwise, a lot of these folks would have a devil of a time getting through the life process. And uh, they wouldn't see how juicy it is there. But that's what we're here for, to serve, to help, to help trigger the juicy effect. And so that they'll be able to feel that aliveness in their bodies and their hearts. It's true. Juicy makes you do feel alive and vibrant and 
filled with the kind of energy they can do and be and have a good time. <laughs> Speaking of energy they can do and be and have a good time, it's my turn. It's my time to shine. Work's all done. Uh, the kids are gone, and we're ready to to get juicy. And <laughs> and what are the ways in which we can? Who was that? Oh, I'm sorry. That was Jim and Valerie Gabehart, and they're out. I can see them right now, just gallivanting down the countryside, just feeling so like it's their turn. <laughs> but that brings up a question: Is it your turn? And how is that turning uh, possible? You know, the literal definition of the word repentance means to turn around and go the other direction. Hmm. So what I've discovered is that there are basically two directions. There's fear and there's love. Fear is the process by which things are kept apart, made to stay apart, and in which... Sometimes act- to save your life. <laughs> That's right. And and then there's the move toward union, toward the whole, toward the unity. And that's what we're about here in this program is to encourage people to discover and practice the unification experience. Actually gathering up your different parts of yourself and see if they're all in alignment, if they're congruent. And, When you get congruent, that's the breakthrough moment. And it gets it so juicy. You want to break through there, but you want to get it all juicy so that it's ready to receive you. And what makes it all juicy is when you bring your whole being to the moment. No questions asked. Oh, I would say that was juicy. That's juicy. No questions asked. Bringing your whole being to the moment. It's so satisfying. So there's all these activities going on. I heard today on the news that evidently a couple of retired GOP senators have uh, come down pretty hard on uh, Father Trump. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then it was interesting to hear the debate. Uh, obviously, someone from the Republican side, uh, he was in, in, interviewed on... Not all things considered, but that other program with... Uh, based in Asian? Something like that. It wasn't okay. based in Asian. I, I never, <laughs> 60 Minutes? No, it's the afternoon program with, that we listen to on the radio all the time. We do? 
Okay. We're not going to spend any more time on that. Anyway, he spun it the other way. He was going, you know, the president with the folks today, and they were all optimistic, and it's all going well, and I don't see a problem. That's just a lot of hoopla. Now, in all fairness, uh, I'd say both things are true. Yes, that's a hoopla, because they like to blow up things. <laughs> One pundit said, this day's going to go down in history. This is going to be one of those days when the t <laughs> I'm going, ah, okay, you think it's that juicy? <laughs> what does a day have to be to be that juicy in your life? Well, if you watch television and you watch series, you know, and they have cliffhangers and then the next time they get out of the mess that they got themselves in and then they go on. I mean, pretty much that's the political atmosphere or the, this administration anyway is like a TV show with cliffhangers and you never know what the protagonist is going to say next <laughs> it starts an avalanche and before you know it a whole bunch of people are buried underneath the avalanche and but the but the protagonist comes out unscathed every time <laughs> well, not so much anymore though. not well he is unscathed because we all sit there and think this time he's going to get buried. This time and he he's doesn't. going to get scathed. I can see it now. The scaver device is just coming down and it just rides across his body and is being and scathes him. And but I've lived through a lot of administrations. And, and, of course, some of them I was too young to know what's written about people. But the ones that I've been conscious of, I, I just don't remember reading quite the things that are written about in terms of this administration. It's all, it's, well, he's, and he's and this administration thinks it's been doing a great job, you know, and we're all making up all this stuff. <laughs> he's the media darling. That's all it counts, mm -hmm. you know. It's just, yeah, I read an article that in, in Canada, the, the viewing of their own programs has gone down considerably because they're all watching... CNN and they're watching the Trump drama unfold. <laughs> I'm interested to see how that body of consciousness that give birth to this, just by the bare amount, you know, only 70,000 votes separated him and the other gal. It wasn't, she wasn't another gal, she was the gal. The gal. <laughs> Hillary. 70,000 votes in three states. And other than that, there's a whole bunch of people that are uh, here who would have preferred it otherwise. Yes? Oh, Senator? Senator Beauregard. Well, yes, uh, most of the majority of the populace was, uh, they may have had misgivings about uh, Ms. Clinton and the Clinton approach to government. But still, they will rather go in that direction. And yet, this gentleman, if I may call him that without twisting the word up too much, has uh, surfaced to represent a, a level of discontent. Now, this has all been written about and talked about. But I find that uh, the biggest uh, opportunity for me personally is to find the Donald Trump person that lives inside of me. Because one of the things I've discovered is that anything I could see in someone else, I couldn't even recognize that it was going on if there wasn't a corresponding element of that very phenomenon behavior happening in me that could resonate with it with recognition. So I want to just acknowledge that Donald Trump that I carry around with me all the other time and all the other personalities. Harry Truman, I've carried him around for years. <laughs> But he's had to move over now while I work with uh, what... Living presidents. A living president that is uh, challenging us to decide who we are and what we're about. Let's hope we get challenged enough to take action expeditiously so that it stays juicy. What's the name of the guy we heard uh, talk about this book about how you really heal something? Van Jones. Van Jones. Well, he... He's made a statement. He says all those disenfranchised people, people who nobody's ever taken the time to realize they exist, you know, um, they're, they need, you need to see people who are disenfranchised instead of, you know, living a chasm away from them or seeing that in your own 
um, self because healing is necessary. I think we when stay away divisiveness, from... divisiveness, we need healing. I think we stay away from... Excuse me. That was juicy. I jumped in there, but... I, but the way you jumped in, you know, was so typically you. <laughs> I left the juice behind. Let me bring the juice and moisten up the next moment of the conversation. Oh, blessing you. Okay. <laughs> and that being said, uh, the very thought that started into with me on the way through that interruption has gone off and found another conversation to present itself. It's, it went off and said, hmm, if you don't want to use me, then I'm off to another conversation. And I said to that thought, you know, if you're going to be that fickle and that easily led astray, I, I don't need you. And it just went off in a huff. Do you and know what he's talking about? The thought that went away that never <laughs> said when I was, we were in the process of, of uh, conversation interruptus. Oh, who interrupted who? I think I was interrupting not just you, but I actually interrupted myself. And that really pissed me off. I really got mad at myself for it. I'm trying to think if that's juicy or not. Does it conform to the juicy... Um, whatever um, criteria criteria or or the ingredients of juicy <laughs> if i may be so bold here this is oh go ahead barney you are bold barney, uh when you're talking about juicy i was at a, a pizzeria the other day and, mm, uh, that can was, be uh, so juicy it was under the subway out in the way out in, in um, brooklyn that, that, avenue z that was it Yes. Place? Oh, it's my favorite pizza place oh, in the world. It's so good, Avenue Z, and they serve up this juicy pizza, and the mozzarella is like slipping and sliding all down over. your throat. <laughs> and, and the crust is like perfect. See, and that reminds me. See, you want to, if everything were always just juicy, then everything would slosh around all over the place. There wouldn't be any structure or <laughs> form. So, I don't know about that. So you got to have hard matter to. Hold the juiciness together and together. So you got a balance between that kind of order and rigidity, and it shows up in all aspects of life, government and chemistry and and, and prototopia, and it it'll come in and and then you want to make sure you keep balance there. That's the secret is the balance, and and the balance is practice when you make an exchange and and you make sure you're hurt and ideally receive, and as a result of the exchange, this is really juicy, both of you come out better off than you were before the exchange. That's that for sure. Juicy, That's juicy. Yeah. That's juicy yeah. when you come out better than you did before the exchange. I love, I love the feelings that, that make you know it's juicy. I love juicy feelings. Juicy feelings are the best feelings. They are the best feelings. And to help us with these juicing feelings, this is an old Chinese proverb sung by Sweet Honey and the Rock. Ooh. Where there is light in the soul, there is beauty in the person. Where there is beauty in the person, there is harmony in the home Where there is harmony in the home There is honor in the nation Where there is honor in the nation There is peace in the world Where there is love Peace.
That was juicy. It's really juicy. <laughs> really juicy. Oh, that was so beautiful. What did they call it? That's a Chinese proverb. They sung it. That was a Chinese I know, proverb. but I mean, just, just, that's what they call it, Chinese yeah, proverb? Chinese proverb. Oh, wow. Chinese proverb that said, where there is harmony <laughs> in, in the soul, there's peace in the world. I got it, got it, got it. Yeah. So, that was really but, nice. But there we are. There's that one beautiful, juicy, feels great. And then there's the intense amount of just sheer contentiousness that uh, goes on often. Here's my question. Out of all the phenomena that take place at any given moment, what percentage of it, let's say you pull out a five-minute chunk, is contentious? Okay, we got six, seven billion of us happening. There's something going on right now with the six, seven billion of us. They're all having an experience. Let's assume that some significant percent of them at this moment are interacting with other people. That's half, okay? That's, that's as good a guess as any. And what percentage of that three billion people are having contentious exchanges as opposed to uh, harmony, harmonious exchanges, receptivity, respect, honesty, and all that. There's no way to find out, but my guess is it, the contentiousness is probably way less. Oh, I think way less than we ever know about it, because we don't know about the things that are just... You know, like you use the word harmony, and there's the sense of, um, I know some people think of it as sameness, but routineness, the, the every, taking care of the everyday things, you know, getting yourself ready, getting in the car, going to work, doing the work that's necessary. It's usually similar to the day before, but with little differences and variations. And, um, and most people live like that. Whatever their work is, most people, even if it's going out on a fishing boat and catching fish, you know, and or digging gardens or you know working in the earth is what I'm seeing in the elements, rather than just sitting in an office and doing things. There's still this sense of like, you know, there's people are pretty relaxed, you know, they're not shooting each other or bumping into each other. There's how many cars go on the highway every day, and one person shoots another person. And there's millions of cars on the road, and that's front head headline news that this person, you know, put a gun outside his car and shot someone. And and maybe it's because those of us who just drive on the highway find it hard to believe that somebody would do that, and maybe that's why it's in the news. Right. Because it's so unusual, not because it's usual, because it's unusual. Well, it's certainly dramatic. And that's what uh, the news thrives on, keeping you paying attention so the advertisers can get to you. I was wondering the other day, there's so much money spent on advertising, but I know this is a naive, probably ignorant question, for sure, ignorant, and that is, how effective are all these ads proportionate to the amount of money that is spent on them? By well, you have to find out, you know, like there are people who I've read um, surveys where um, people said that name recognition sells a product. Mm. So if an ad is repeated and you hear it over and over and over again, when you go shopping, you look for that product because you've heard it so many times, it's familiar. It feels like a comfortable thing to buy. It's like an old friend. You <laughs> bring it home. <laughs> so... I so said, name recognition does sell products. Well, let me see if I can help you with some name recognition, OE listener. Our website is thelaughingheart.org. If you just go down to some name, The Laughing Heart, Laughing Heart, woo. When your heart is laughing, it's like... That's juicy. It's juicy. It's <laughs> bubbling up, and it's like going all over the place. Yes, um, Rabbi? Oh, the laughing heart. Now you're talking something that I can relate to in the heart. What makes for a laughing heart is it doesn't take itself so seriously. <laughs> Some people, their hearts are like they're going, oh, so serious on me, and they have a woe is me, and there's something wrong with you, and everything is a, is a tsurus. It's a Yiddish word. It means trouble. And they make trouble, and they cause trouble, and it's also serious, and 
but to laugh, to get their heart to laugh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just laughing. It's like it makes <laughs> everything more salubrious, and that's why it needs to be juicy, because juicy is salubrious. People don't know that. They don't think they're so related, but they're right there in the same. Oh, I do. That is juicy. Just saying the word salubrious, try it. You'll feel more juicy. Try it. Salubrious. See? Am I kidding you? That it's so juicy, <laughs> and, and what causes the liquidification of phenomenon? And that is the movement, the dancing, the motion, the not resisting. The resisting causes drying up. And the movement is like keeps the thing fluid and flowing. And that's why they have liquid in the universe remind <laughs> you that you're fluid and flowing and that's juicy and you, know, you can get all the juice and uh, like what you said take the fruits of the spirit oh yeah oh, that was good i liked that yeah you, you, you did yeah the fruits of the spirit like undying hope that's a fruit you mix that in there with your life a little bit and you blend them up and you flavor the, the despair with undying hope and all of a sudden it turns into a delicious juice. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Rabbi. Wow, that, that, was, that was juicy. That was good. Thank yeah, you. Wow. Juicy. But I like to always pinch your cheeks, Rabbi, because you are juicy. <laughs> <laughs> Rabbi is juicy. But sometimes... We can get down, and, I, and, and when you get down, what I want to suggest is that, well, you hear it here. Nice teacher, teach me something. I'm as awkward as a camel. That's not the worst. My two feet haven't met yet, but I'll be the teacher's pet yet, because I'm going to learn to dance on Things impossible I have found When my chin is on the ground I pick myself up, dust myself off Start all over again Don't lose your confidence if you slip Be grateful for a pleasant trip And pick yourself up, dust yourself off Start all over again Work like a soul inspired Till the battle of the day is won You may be sick and tired But you'll be a man, my son the famous men who had to fall to rise again so take a deep breath pick yourself up dust yourself off start all over again i'll get some self-assurance if your endurance is great i'll learn by easy stages if you're courageous and wait to feel the strength i want to i must hang on to your hand Maybe by the time I'm 15, I'll get up and do a nippy. All right, I'll show you again. Now remember, three steps to the left, three steps to the right. That's the right. And turn. Right. One, two, three. One, two, three. I know, One, two, three. Pick yourself up, dust yourself off, start all over again. Listen, no one could teach you to dance in a million years. Take my advice and save your money. Now, um, how did you say that last step went? Uh, uh, oh, yes. Uh, shall we try it right through? You'll have to either imagine Fred Astaire or Ginger Rogers dancing, or, thanks to... YouTube, etc. You can watch them dance. They were. What was this movie from? Do you know? I don't know, but boy, that'd be a good thing to find out. It could have yeah. been Top Hat or any one of those. Uh, I know. That's fun. That was fun. If you have never seen these 30s um, musicals with Ginger Rogers and Fred Astaire, that's really worth watching. They're, first of all, the dancing is excellent, but the whole. I don't know. It's like it, it has a. It's a genre. It's, it's it's its own thing, and it's very juicy. It's very juicy. And it's in black and white. And the sets are always so opulent and marvelous. <laughs> but you never know what color they are. <laughs> so it leaves something for the imagination. You can you can imagine it to be whatever color you want. 
I don't think when we went and saw black and white movies, we imagined them in color. I don't think so. We just watched them. We just watched them because the coloration of the black and white was enough to make it fascinating, you know, and and the acting and the music and the, the sets were just so marvelous. They they were fantasy, and they took fantasy to a wonderful level. And it was so, yeah, it was always fun. It was juicy, very juicy, at least to me, when I was watching them all. I just thought a, um, of, of this line. Listen to this. See if this is, has some juice to okay. it. Anything that lasts comes out of intimacy. Mm. Therefore, the deeper the intimacy, the longer it will last. Wow. Wow. Does that qualify with the juicy... Yeah, that's juicy. Was that an ES thing? Yeah, that's something that that came to me. That's beautiful. I like it. Juicy. I like juicy. I like thoughts that are juicy. You know, I've written a lot of things and they sound Well, you know, I think these things are things you'd like to have true. To be true. Yeah, I'd like it to be true. And therefore, and when you write it, it has all that wonderful optimism and, and inspiration that's what's supposed to do. Then we can make it true. <laughs> How much power do we have to make things be true that otherwise uh, might not be? I, I think we way undervalue our ability to cause uh, the good and the beautiful and the true. And it's very easy to get distracted. And there's a whole industry of media and, and government complex and all that that keeps pulling us into that fear state because it's that fear state that generates things like anger and it's angry people are the people who vote. and and who want to better other people and make all those non-juicy things happen. Got me a little confused near the end there. Angry people who vote. Well, I was thinking that one of the strategies, one of the reasons Herr Trump got elected is that, um, you know, when people are angry, they're more likely to get out and vote. They're oh, more do I see what you're saying. Express it, whereas if they're not angry... I think what happens is that beautiful people exist in so many places and, and so much the majority of people, especially in light of these fires that we've had here and in, in, in all the interviews with people who lost everything. I mean, literally everything other than the clothes on their backs when they had to walk out of their house. And, and we and, wouldn't even have that coming out of Lupin where we live with this clothing optional. <laughs> that was pretty silly. We, we I don't know if it was juicy. I have to think about it whether it was juicy or not. But I mean, I heard over and over again people doing things like, you know, the way they helped other people and just did them. And people would say, oh, that was wonderful. He says, no, it's what anybody would do. I mean, why would you not do that? And when people say things like that, they really believe it. They believe that this is, this is human nature rather than the angry uh, people who want to bang on each other and, and, and what is it, diminish, diminish people and, and, and put them down. The people who are good, you know, often are unsung. But the minute you have something that they can sing, <laughs> they come out in perfect harmony. They sing about. <laughs> and that's juicy, the beauty of, of, of a person in an act of true kindness and caring. It's there. It, it's, it's fascinating to me that evolution can uh, produce that kind of behavior as well as its opposite. That evolution, talk about diversity uh, training. Evolution must have gone on some real intense diversity training before it got itself going. <laughs> because it was just like... A man, a man I think it was Van Jones, he said... Every, this country is composed of every nationality, every ethnicity, every gender. And that's what makes it great. All 27 genders. <laughs> that's what makes it great. And and when he was talking about it, I could feel the juice of this country, you know. And this country can get lopsided and it can stand upright. But the people who live in this country are, for the most part, fascinating. I mean, we come from so many different places and we've all come here. 
whatever reason, you know, to follow the dream, so to speak, with all those wonderful young kids who came here to to learn and and become educated and and follow their dreams. It's a country that allows that to happen. I mean, even allows somebody like Donald Trump to dream that he could be president. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I made it funny for myself. <laughs> well, then it comes down to, though, asking this question, who cares? I like to watch TV and listen to the news and hear what everybody is saying. There's a lot of talk about God and peace and safety and war and fear and there goes a girl in a bikini. This guy is saying that guy's an idiot and she's on the right and he's on the left and everybody's screaming and yelling at each other and calling each other jerks. It's a party. Who cares where the truth lies? Who cares where the truth lies? Guys dressed up in suits and ties Looking you straight in the eye telling lies But I really wish I knew what they were talking about Meanwhile human beings are being strung up on bridges And little kids are getting their legs blown off And young soldiers are coming home no more if you live in New York City, keep your eye on the sky. Afraid to take a subway ride, wondering about the next time, the next time. Inside my own angry heart The violent world of my misdeeds and my mistakes My old messy heartbreaks and fantastic fakes The good intentions paved in gold Another war story gets told I like to watch TV, listen to the news Hear what everybody is saying I think that I'm a dove But maybe I'm a hawk And someday I will fly away Who cares where the truth lies Wow Interesting That was Susie and Maggie Roche That's getting inside there which is an important place to get, because one of the realizations that I have is that if there is decay happening, if something is dying out, decay, you have to uh, handle that before you can move forward. Otherwise, it just backs up and, and rots the system. And probably why Yeshua said you can't put new wine in old wineskins, unless it's a good Cabernet. For some <laughs> Did they have Cabernets then? Yeah, they used to have Cabernets. They had the. Uh, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Here's an interesting. Thing. Okay. Okay. All right. As we have talked about, I've been very much uh, impacted profoundly, to say the least, by the uh, presence of Yeshua, Jesus of Nazareth, this person, and I've had different ways of of understanding through different teachings as well as a personal experience. But in the Arantia book, one of the things that's interesting about it, it talks about the early years of Jesus' life. Indeed, that was the first thing that I heard about it that made me want to read it. Just today, I was uh, reading the third edition of Love Without End by Glenda Green, where she, it's, she approaches it very differently. She's added 88 pages. And I read... Today, for the first time in this new edition, where he talks about his uh, young life and what he did and what happened. And it's nothing like the other version. Wow. It's just not it at all. Your ancient book version of Jesus' father died uh, when he was like 13. He had to take charge of the head of the family of eight people and kids. And in this um, version, uh, Yeshua, you know, his father dies from illness at age when he at age he's twenty five. I mean, that's just an example of how totally different they are. So it goes to say, well, which one do you believe? 
And I, I get I, what happens to me with, with books. Uh, I feel, I don't want to get so much into the factualness of it, but the inspiration of it. Does it inspire me to be more than I am? Does it give me something to, to aim for? Does it, does it fill me with my own magnificence in terms of God? But if it says it's, that's it, and I can't really go there except to hold it on a pedestal, then I'm not interested in it. See, what I like about it is that the, the very contradiction, the very paradox that my mind can't resolve is great. It's a great place to be because you, you don't get uh, stuck in some kind of assumption that you know what it is. And like you say, it's the inspiration because both of these documents, as well as many other, as well as any given moment in life where someone is sharing, but certainly some of these uh, writings that people have uh, cared enough to write down. Uh, and if they don't agree, it's okay. Hmm. It doesn't matter. Not to me. But, you see, then if, if the Word of God is, becomes literal, it matters. And I think sometimes out of our need for... Um, control and security we latch on to the word as being literal and so it does matter people have fought over those sins those sayings for yeah years. killed each other which is in direct contra contradiction to the to the writings themselves hello <laughs> uh, this is professor schnitzer if i may address this you know back in europe and uh in the 14th century or thereabouts when uh, martin luther was questioning the Catholic Church there, and he was, he was saying, I think I found a religion called Lutheranism. <laughs> I don't think so, but it was... A, if his name was Fieldcrest, then it would be Fieldcrestism. Fieldcrestism. <laughs> and there was a fellow whose name was Fieldcrest. But he one. made towels. He made towels, but he started a, a religion that didn't go well. And that's why he made towels, because he just didn't have that religious... Thing that makes something uh, religious enough to be juicy, but one of the things that that really plugged Martin Luther, of course, he was known for having constipated. This is actually a fact. I know, I read that one. <laughs> but one of the things that plugged him up was the Catholic Church would sell these, and um, they called them indulgences, or they were these things that says you're going to get a free pass, a free get out of hell card. If you pay the church a certain amount of money, right. pass out these free get out of hell cards, <laughs> and and people would pay for them because they were so scared of the unknown, and they they kept them in control because of the hell and they're burning up, and they had to make sure they had a free pass so they could avoid going a bypass and burning up and go directly to the place for this juiciness. Yeah, I'd like to think that. Uh that is just a blip in our evolution. I mean that that you know that period where the period which we're still in, of course, where um, things are literal, and you know you better be careful, and you have to, and there's this um, thing hanging over you all the time that if you're not a certain way, you're going to be punished, you know, um, but it's punished in, in eternally. I mean, not like go to jail and then you're released, but yeah. eternally. I mean, you're going to burn in hell forever. <laughs> that's not, so that's a big one. <laughs> I don't think we should give it any more thought. Because it's not, it's charcoal. It's not juicy. Oh, it's just, it's just <laughs> However, some people still believe it and cling to it. But Probably no one who listens to our program. <laughs> right. Here's something I was talking to my good friend Don in Boulder and we have both been fortunate enough to have been exposed to integral philosophy and agreed that the integral philosophic perspective, the way it helps us identify certain behaviors and attitudes and belief systems and how certain people tend to gravitate in those stages because they haven't gone to the next stage mm -hmm. or whatever. Like, for example, uh, one of the stages is called the red meme, and that's when, in the course of evolution, the ego self just stepped up and and bared its chest, and, and, and that was, you know, the Genghis Khan, Donald Trump sort of thing that happens in evolution, and that usually gives way 
to a, another thing, which is once, for example, these guys have conquered all their lands, they had to have people who would manage them. Yeah, well, that hasn't happened yet in our administration. Well, well we do. We've got three three guys there with uh, Donnie, uh, Mr. Tweedy Bird, or Tweedy Bird, who are trying to you know keep the reins on him, keep him in check, as this guy is Mr. Spontaneous with his opinions, and the media just gets right on it. Well, I mean, you know, there's juicy that has a bitter taste too. <laughs> I think you know some kind of like putting your mouth in a um, pomegranate. I mean, it's juicy, but it's bitter. <laughs> well, what is required for all of us is that at some point we have a shattered image because our image of ourselves needs to shatter. Dolly Parton for reminding us to shatter our image. The image, the ego, the the contrived self that is basically composed of the defenses. It's a defense system and it's a way of contriving the self so that it has the illusion that it's safe if it perpetuates this guise. And that's why I, I think the whole notion of illusion, it, so much of our experience is an illusion because if it's perceived through the eyes of fear uh, and the reactiveness of fear, fear is uh, constantly reacting and, and reacting to images that it concocts, that it's, it projects that are frightening and are potentially dangerous. And then it holds on to that and you can live your whole life that way. And the the juicy part of it is to recognize it and let it go, or give it a big hug and and watch it evaporate. All illusion cannot stand being loved. I mean, it's like the minute you put your arms around an illusion, it disappears because it is an illusion, and and love conquers illusions. I'm melting. That's I'm exactly melting. exactly is a great metaphor that one. So. I mean, to me, that's the juicy part. The juicy part is that we don't have to we don't have to live that way, but we have to make a choice every day to say, "I want to live this way instead of that way." And you may not know how to do that, but just by the very nature of asking for it, being motivated to do that, I find in my life that when I go, I choose to see this as an opportunity for my growth mm-hmm. rather than 
to denigrate myself or you know find myself miserable around it i change i mean right away i mean things happen too i ran i hosted um a potluck for a group of people and i and i Here uh, so, and someone was going to help me and then unfortunately she couldn't do that and i said oh that's okay like i could do this all by myself you know and i walked into the area that we and there were these big heavy things on the table that I was going to use to put all the food. And I tried to lift them up, and I couldn't do it. And I thought, wow, I really need somebody to help me. And within three seconds, uh, this man I know appeared, and he said, hi. And I told him what we were doing. He said, well, I forgot all about that. Well, can I help you? I said, yeah, I need to get this moved. He picked it up and moved it. And then I sat there, and I thought, wow, I'm th doing this by myself. I should have been here like a, 40 minutes earlier. <laughs> And with that, another person appeared, and she started to help me and take, take care of all the things that would have taken me forever to do all by myself. And, and I thought, you know, there is something about a desire when you have a, a really true desire. It can be met, and it can be met in ways you never dreamed of. And that's juicy. That is so juicy, and it brings to mind the statement from the Rancho book, which I've come to appreciate more and more, from this other book, the two of which disagree about Jesus' early life. But here's an example of getting wisdom from both of them that correlate. And in the Urantia book, it says, uh, what the true son desires and the father wills is. Okay, so you've got some masculine nomenclature. And then what I've learned from Yeshua in uh, Keys of Yeshua in Love Without End is that I am love. And when I realize that I am love, Anything that I want, as I come from the place of, of being that which I am, i.e. the true son, the love presence, it is forthcoming. It's just automatic. And he further uh, talks about the difference between control and command, and that when we abide in love, we're not only given this command, but we're given the delight of seeing how the what it is that we want shows up. Like, I'm getting this, I haven't told you this, I was, I'm, I'm needing this closet for my new tent slash office, and I've been thinking i got to have like a closet to hang things on, and, and I just persevered and said, there's, there's going to be something that's going to be perfect, and I found it today. Now, that's the good news, that's the juicy part. The other thing that I find is no matter what it is, when it gets here, it's never perfect. It's always something. How can but, it be perfect? It's material. Exactly. But I realized instead of resisting that, like I'm working on my tent now, this is an opportunity for me to solve some new problems, get creative, and uh, grow my soul by allowing new uh, information to come in and be expressed within me. Juicy. That's juicy, juicy, juicy. juicy. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> that is juicy. This is inside out the naked truth. And you could communicate with me. I'd love to hear from you. Go to eStrider at gmail.com. I dared to take off the com when I told someone my email address the other day. I just, you know, I wouldn't say com. See if they got it. I don't know. Could be org. Could be could net. Be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you better leave that com in or you'll never hear from anybody. <laughs> and our website is... The Laughing Heart, we talked about this, is practically a household name since we've started this show and since it's been become prevalent in all... At the least world. in this household. Exactly, <laughs> all this household. The LaughingHeart.org. And on the, that site, you'll see videos of Rochelle and I doing live performances. Just today I was on it and I found these photos with these sayings that I uh, created. Like uh, one of them was... Uh, you can make anything you want, but if you want it to, la to last, it has to be made out of love. Mm, that's juicy. Or something to that thing. <laughs> anyway, oh my goodness, guess what, Rochelle? We have to uh, take off. It's it's going to be that time. So what do we need to remember? We always need to remember that resistance is what you add to pain to make it last longer and hurt more. That's juicy.